0: Welcome to Morning Brew, episode twelve. The, 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 well I don't know whatever the spiel was five episodes back, but I can't remember anymore. I am of course of
1: Caridy.
2: I'm, I'm for... Stephen Burke. Not this again. I think we you got it go and... one
1: after... We got, we got in ro- roughly one after the other there. Cause that's fine. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean we'll find out soon. Yeah.
0: Uh, and besides being sick, how's everyone doing this week? Well, not so, good, uh, eh? I'm
2: not doing anything else. <laughs>
0: I suppose that's true, yeah. It's
2: you know, the longest period I've been off work sick in my entire working career. Sweet, maybe I'll keep going.
1: <laughs> I think the longest time I've ever actually been like consistently sick was about five days or so. I've been off work for like three weeks sick, but I was grand for most of it, and I just took the full time that they told me to take off to recover. I've really? missed
0: I've missed one day of work being sick ever, and that was it.
1: Is that just because you powered through or because you don't get sick? Uh, a bit of both. Because you're, um, you're secretly appealed by the idea of getting everyone else sick in the office. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so I generally don't get proper sick. I generally like start to feel a little bit down as if I'm going to be sick. And then like within the space of a day, I'm back to normal again and I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like When you kind of feel like, oh shit, I think I'm going to get a cold. Then The day after that, I'm back to normal again and it's gone. Um, Every now and again, it's, it doesn't do that. And I end up with a little bit of a cold or something. But it's very, very rare. I mean, at this point, like, I haven't haven't been sick in a while. Like, I had that headache the other week, but, like, that was it. Like, that's not, you know, it's not being sick. I haven't been sick in a, in a very long time. Um, and get, then when I am, I just have to power through regardless, kind of.
1: I can almost time my sicknesses. I get sick basically at the exact same time every year. I'm like, I get, mm. oh, I'm having my pre-Christmas sickness. Oh, it's coming yes. off the first of November. I'm going to be sick that week, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I get sick every time my boss says I can't have the week off. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost time it. It's like clockwork. It's crazy. Oh, sorry, boss. This looks difficult. I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a. Uh, I am not do not get sick very often. Um, which, which is kind of surprising. Um, kind of surprising because I run myself into the fucking ground constantly. So you think at some point I just get sick a lot, but no. i I seem to be pretty immune from it. It's pretty great. We've been over this before. Well, it's pretty I'm great
2: st- for your. It's pretty great for your employer, really
0: yeah but also just like never mind the job just like general life stuff you know never having Mm. to worry if i can make it to something because i don't feel great pretty good (laughs) it's pretty nice i've got a pretty good life
2: i'm thinking about how weird it is that like when i was coming down with a really bad cold this like christmas the year before last i still went to someone's going away party like I was miserably, horribly sick with a temperature and I was just like, I'll just take some Lemsip and turn up and say my hellos and goodbyes and then leave. I can't imagine doing that now. <laughs> well, yeah. You
1: well, just stand in the corner. Like, did you engage? No, I talk to people? Yeah. Well, some. I, was sick. I, I, talk pe- I talked to
2: people and said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kiss or hug any of my mates or pals of my mates in the moi, moi sort of way, because I'm feeling really horrible. Sorry, lads. No tongue this evening. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes I, said, I was just like, I won't cycle to the, I won't cycle to the party. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah that
2: you got it. It.
0: actually I was gonna that, that reminds me there was uh, when we went to see Benny's play Stephen um, yeah that that day the perfect example I we were set to go to that the day of, literally the morning of I felt terrible the morning yep. we were supposed to go and I said to Stephen hey don't like, don't count me out just yet. Give me a few hours and I'll get back to you. By one o'clock, I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. I'll, I'll meet you there. <laughs> and I met you there in the early afternoon. I was fine by the end of the day. Perfect Maybe example you just of hung it. Over. Yeah. No, oh, I wish.
2: Can't I imagine wish. doing that now post COVID. Oh, wait, no. Uh, fuck, this is supposed to be a no pandemic oh, zone, isn't it?
0: The fucking two you were on it last week. God damn. Excuse
2: me. Excuse me. I have a bacterial infection. It's not COVID.
0: That was your whole fucking sticking point. You kept repeating that it wasn't COVID on the non-COVID podcast. And then Dan joined in.
1: I don't wow. remember what I did. but You
0: were talking about the doctor. Feeding the doctor.
2: Anyway, hopefully by the time this airs, I'll be bright as rain all over again.
0: Hopefully. In fairness, yeah. it's airing in two days' time. So <laughs> let's, <really laughs> hope. let's be real optimistic. Here.
1: It's going to be tragic to listen back to this after you die tomorrow
0: yeah yeah when it goes out on monday and we have to put a, a a part in the podcast to say hey very sorry steven's actually died now you can like
1: play
2: it at the... my funeral hello i'm not on to morning boo bong
0: yeah
3: <laughs> it i mean open it, open it, it
2: w- hey guys i'm not feeling so great
1: news.
0: <laughs> i mean it would be pretty typical of this friendship to to play the last memory of your recording and it starts with a dick joke <laughs> 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 so you know that would be pretty
1: typical of, uh, of this group. We edit it for respect to your mother. We, we... <laughs> There's all of the acceptable parts of the podcast. It's down to a minute and a half. So,
0: I was, I was out earlier, um, me and Aoife were, were ring shopping for the wedding rings, and I seen something very interesting in the Stevens Green Shopping Centre. You can rent advertising space for an entire year on the side of one of the bins for only 500 quid.
2: Really? An entire year, dude. A
0: fucking year. That seems like I'm good really,
2: I'm really fucking I'd say, out, out, I'd say the outdoor ad market has absolutely crashed. Holy fuck.
0: I, I seen that and I literally thought, I think I'm going to put a morning brew ad up on this fucking bin. Where's the bin? <laughs> uh, it's, well, I mean, there's lots of bins in there, but the one I've seen <laughs> was specifically as you walk in the door. And yeah, i seen it, it next it's to the It's a pretty escalator. prominent bin. But yeah, you get I to I think which it... bin. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I mean, they're all empty. None of them have ads on them.
2: <laughs> First how, much think, how much do you think it is to get an ad on Dublin Bus? I'd say that's dirt cheap.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: 500 for the year. <laughs> 500 for the decade. It's like an anti-Dublin Bus ad up on Dublin Bus. I this got driver is probably a wanker.
0: I, I seen this earlier, and I literally thought, like, <laughs> I might put
1: a fucking Morning Brew ad up here.
0: I might stick a Morning Brew ad up here with a QR code on
2: it. <laughs>
0: Five, 500 for the year is pretty fucking good.
2: Who the hell uses QR codes? Anyone that has a phone, I don't use QR codes. I never have.
1: My phone doesn't have a QR code scanner. When we were in, I don't know how I don't,
2: I honestly don't know how to work, uh, get a scanner QR code. I've never felt a need for it. I'll
1: I'll let you
0: know now. If you have any phone that's updated past the OS about three years ago, you get your camera app out and just put your camera app over it and it'll do the rest for you.
1: Yeah, I I thought my camera Mm -hmm. did that, but it doesn't.
2: Maybe my phone's just that old.
0: Maybe they have Mm -hmm.
1: theres
3: There
0: is. Yeah, there is apps on it. Like, there is, like, QR code apps, but most phones now have it built in. I mean, it'll depend on the OS, I suppose, but most phones have it built in where if you just hang the camera over the QR code, it'll just scan it and bring you to it. Hmm. Which, I mean, in fairness, is a fucking idea that you think of now, and you think, man, that's really cool. And then you think, some fucker's getting paid, like, you know, nearly seven figures a year to think up ideas in Silicon Valley. He should have had this idea 10 years ago. (laughs) What a fucking stupid idea that you didn't come up with until right now. Phones are fucking stupid. Fucking, don't get me started. I fucking hate. Tech I thought you.
2: I I thought you to.
0: Uh, yeah, I say that now, but actually, a,
2: I recently did it. I, I did you re- to download a special app for it and all.
0: Uh, you used to have to. Yeah,
2: huh.
0: um, you used to have to. I mean, in fairness, uh, the Leap Card top up app, ah, uh, the way that was only on Android. They finally have it on uh on iOS now. You know, it only took them eight years. Uh, except for instead yeah, they of just kept, updating, they kept
2: saying it was technically infeasible, ah, uh, because of Apple. But actually, yeah. uh, Transport for London introduced it, like, did the same thing with the exact same technology years ago. It's just was, that it's just that Transport for Ireland a, went for a cheaper technology.
0: Yeah, they were saying this for years. They were saying, "Oh, you know, because we use NFC." Every fucking like, my my fucking Fitbit watch has NFC in it, dude, <laughs> and it's an older watch. Like, it's it's a watch from like four generations ago. Like, I don't, like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I keep getting told this shit, and it's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Like, th- these this stuff's there. So, they finally fixed this, and you would assume the, like, the rational idea is hey, we'll update the Card app and put this functionality in. No, they just yeah. made a second app. So, now there's two apps. They have a top up <laughs> app and they have an app that's, that uh, shows you your balance. Genius idea. <laughs> fucking real brain power over here. Let's put another fucking app on. Uh... Okay. Um, beyond the, the new bin ad that we have going up very soon, what, what's, uh, what, what's everyone else bringing today? What do we got? What do we got? Come on. Hit me with a topic. Was your topic bin ad,
1: Adam? No, I was just letting everyone know that we're probably going to have a bin ad fairly soon. Okay, very good. I hope if if people have actually come here and found this episode because of our bin ad, tweet at us. Welcome. Yeah, we'd love to to know. I'm just saying 500 a year is fucking
0: good, dude. A year. Mm. I I think we have to do it. I think it'd be stupid if we didn't.
2: Could we get a special phone for people to send us WhatsApp voice messages that we could play on the podcast? Uh, I I mean... If we put that on a yeah. bin, we're going to get bin messages. We're going to get exactly. Yeah, crack what's wrong with that? It'll be good crack. I think we should <laughs> get a SIM for, I I think we should get a, a cheapo phone, and a SIM card, and, and put the number up, and let people leave us obscene messages. If this others are. Okay, we can look at. I into mean, nobody get back to us. I'm sure, but
0: that'll be fun. Oh, oh, please, people ring every fucking number they see on the street. <laughs> I can't tell you how many pub bathrooms I've been in and called Gavin for a good blowjob and never gotten a good response. Poor Gavin. He's all talk. I think the fact that he won't blow strangers means that he's probably not very good at it at all. I think (laughs) it's a lie. I think it's false advertisement. (laughs) Okay, I I do have a proper topic today, but someone else go first.
1: I I can go. Yeah, you go. For whatever reason, I assume because of my previous uh, playing of um, Warhammer Total War, I've been being suggested a shit ton of videos now for Warhammer 40k on YouTube. You're... I was initially fairly disdainful of it, but the more I look at it, the more I think, yeah, actually, that is a kind of hobby, alter- like, if I lived an alternate life, I would get into. So, I, I suppose the topic for today is this kind of hobbies that you think you would enjoy, but you will never, ever take up for whatever reason. So, like, okay. 440K is a classic, or models in general, great example. The idea of buying them, painting them, you know, playing with them seems very peaceful. It's seems very fun. I'm already into board games. It seems great. But then at the same time, where am I going to fucking store them? I'm not going to spend that much money getting into something. I'm not going to play against what I imagine the typical <laughs> Warhammer 40k community is. I'm probably shit at painting, and will do it once or twice. I won't be so disheartened I won't want to continue at it. So I, I, I feel like there's a lot of these kind of... I would almost want to be the person who could do it, but I'm, I'm yeah. subconsciously very much aware that I can't.
0: I, I am with you there. I I also like the idea of having some kind of like you know, quiet, like, model building slash painting afternoon hobby, something that's, like, quiet and not technology-based. The idea of spending all that money and putting them somewhere as well to me is, like, fuck this. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here, dude. I don't want this. <laughs> this is what I... I can't do... It. It's the same reason why... I really like card games, but I could never get into, like, playing a card game in real life. And um, First of all, because I'm not a virgin. But also... <laughs> but also, the bigger problem is... um, Beyond that, is that... Uh, Man, it's so fucking pricey. Like, you've got to spend, like, six euro for a pack of cards, and there's, like, eight cards in it, and then the one card that you need for, like, your real-life card deck to play properly is, like, you know, 200 packs deep. Like, I, that'd fucking drive me nuts. I couldn't do that. I could not get into that. So instead, I just play them digital because then I don't have to put any real money in. But I still get the joy of opening packets and, and finding these cards that don't mean anything. But in this, in this digital world where they've put them, um, they're honest about them not meaning anything. <laughs> it's completely upfront of like, hey, not only is this worthless, you don't have to put it somewhere in your house. And it's like, I love it. I love This is great. This is fantastic. Like, top, uh, you know those top cards, the trading cards, tops? Yeah. They're, yeah. Now, they're now all digital. Like, you, they have, like, this entire digital marketplace. Love it. Love it. Never gonna actually buy it, but man, the idea of uh, the idea of having a card that I know is worthless, that I
1: don't actually have to have, br- love it. Excellent. I I think you're I think you're right in that like a lot of almost as well a lot of the um the concern about any of these hobbies is that they cost so much fucking money, yeah. uh, and you can't just pick. Okay, this is the experience I want to have because if they like you know, go through a default pathway like if you're yeah you know okay if you're models, you take a model you buy cool. these models first paint them learn them and maybe then you can get to play in i don't know the fucking so whoever you it's want why
0: it's why i fall out of um so one of the things that I, for some reason people are always surprised by is that i am actually a pretty big comic fan but i fall in and out of following comics because they're so fucking expensive like a single comic is not that pricey. But the problem is that there's like a million comics that all come out. And then there's other comics that are related to it. And they lead into a bigger comic. But you have to like tracking these things and like following up on them and buying them. And then you have to store them somewhere in the house. And uh, I, like I, can't, I can't keep doing it. I fall in and out of it every few years. And then like I catch myself sometimes being like, oh, maybe I will check out. Maybe I'll check out the new Nightwing series that came out. Maybe I'll check that out. I like the last one. Maybe I'll do it again. And then I have to stop myself. I'm like, no, no,
1: <laughs> stop it. It's is, it is. It's. It's. true. Like even so, I used to be not used to. I used to collect board games. I still would if if um if the shops had, were if open. there was any left to collect. Yeah, <laughs> if, 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 uh, <laughs> so, sort of right. So I, I, if the shops were open and you could browse, I probably would have a few more. But the problem is, you know, no matter how much value you get out of them, and I think actually board games are a good one because you you buy it and you have it for forever and you can play it when people come over and everything else. But it takes up so much fucking space that I really just had to be like, I'm done. I own all the games I need. I have one of every type of game I'm vaguely interested in, and yeah, the idea of having a hobby that has to end because your shelf runs out, or because yeah. like, you you know, you live in Dublin and you can't afford a proper house and you can't afford proper storage space, it's just, yeah. it just it turns it off. You you'd like to have a hobby that you could theoretically do forever as opposed well, to this, when you're like, it's I'm the done same now. with video games. I've. Uh...
0: I, for the longest time, wanted to completely switch away from having non digital games because I just, I mm. like, you have to buy a game and then it comes in this big ugly case and you have to store that somewhere. And then you, eventually you realize, like, oh, I have 30 of these fucking things now that are in the way. And I just hate it. I absolutely hate it. I have mm. not bought a physical video game in years. It's all digital. And people will always bring up that, that argument of, like, well, at any time, those digital games are gone. And it's kind of like, listen. I'm
2: okay with that. If there's a, if a game, the other other problem is though that they are never gone.
0: I mean, some some are. There are definitely like cases where like stores have been taken down or files have been removed from servers and they're they're accessible now. And like that
2: is a worry. But also, but also, I have the inability. I'm not capable of throwing out some of the games I had so much fun with playing when I was you know years and years and years ago. And I'm like, I totally want to play this again. However, I think I'd be more content to. I think my my urge to play, let us say, Crash Team Racing is going to be just as satisfied if I play the remastered version on PS4 or PS5.
0: Yeah, 100%.
2: But even still, I still have the fucking disc sitting around the house somewhere. Yeah. Along with you, the PS1 though. that doesn't work. <laughs> because yeah, Because I, like, I haven't convinced myself that I'm ready to throw it out yet or get rid of but... it.
1: But yeah. that is a the console doesn't work, and b a lot of physical games if you have them. Like I, I went home. Uh, Discs are scratched Christmas. the fuck too. Exactly. Yeah, my mum was like, "Keep which ones you want, and throwing out the rest." And it's like, "Oh, I can't throw out Sly Cooper." <laughs> I look at the fucking disc, and yeah, it it looks it looks like it's Uses a alien a engraving. Yeah, it yeah. looks like people have. It looks like we wiped a window with it or something. It's <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> There's basically no clear space left on I it. I mean, in anything.
0: fairness, it is because
1: when you're a kid
0: and you open the PlayStation or whatever, you take the disc out, you take it out and put it on the floor, and you put the <laughs> other disc in the PlayStation. <laughs> and that sits on the floor for about two weeks until you kick it across the room and finally put it in the case.
1: It's um, like the old PS2, uh, the controllers that had the cable, and you'd wrap the yeah. cable around the controller, so it gradually yeah. got more and more knotted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Was unusable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean look, I, um, I do get the argument of like, hey, this digital game might get pulled from a store someday and be gone forever. And it's like, hey,
2: that is a worry, but also That's for people who like video games to worry about.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm an adult <laughs> I'm an adult. I've got a fucking I've got a job and a credit card to pay off. Like I you know, if if one day I go to play fucking like just cause four and it doesn't work anymore, I like I'll move on in my life, man. I, I you know, I it's it's not gonna bog me down for too long. I will I'll be okay.
2: Yeah. Having gone through two house moves in the last year, it's only made me more and more determined to reduce the quantity of shit that I own from three, three car loads in the aris to two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just, I've had enough of it at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you guys know, I, and admittedly as well, like, one of the reasons for this is that I am a minimalist. I prefer not to have mm-hmm. things. And actually, that's one of the things that puts me off buying stuff for myself is that I think, like, I'm going to have this thing in the way. You know what I mean? I Mm. buy this, and now I have this now, and I have to carry this around and move it, and I have to put it somewhere in the house, and this is now just in my life. And that puts me off as well. Um, That is now dead in the water, though, because uh, I have a fiancé. So that, like... I am. Mm-hmm. my life now is a series of trying to reduce everything in life and it slowly it somehow builds back up and it's a never ending battle on my it side. It just means
1: you're sacrificing more of your space for her Yeah,
0: space. Yeah like we'll be out and Eve will be like oh we should get these I, I don't know like fucking clothes pegs and in my mind I go mm. we, ha- we have a clothes peg. There's a clothes mm. peg at home it's perfectly fine we don't need five more and then like we have clothes pegs and I'm like fucking f- f-
1: clothes pegs the
0: <laughs> and then I have to deal with that and then finally accept it and move on in my life. You can tell yeah.
1: you've been out shopping with re- Eva recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anyway, Steve, you ever mentioned what would be one of your uh, hobbies that you think you'd enjoy, but you'll never actually get into? Well,
2: oddly enough, it was Warhammer. I've, I was about to pull down the starter kit that I bought, opened up, looked at the paints, and said, "This would be a fun lockdown project." Um, a good six months ago, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I bought it at the start of lo- I, I bought it at the start of like the, the pre Christmas lockdown, and been just like. This will be me for the autumn now. I'm going to learn how to paint Warhammer. Finally, like all my... I think the Warhammer universe is a terrifically realized bit of pastiche. It's tremendous fun to, like, watch and enjoy the content. Read lots of the books. Played lots of the video games. Painted exactly five space marines really badly when I was younger. They got bored. My brother used to be really into it. Uh, His stuff is probably around here somewhere. Yeah, it's...
0: It's definitely a hobby that I, like, you didn't even yeah. have to mention David, and I would have assumed David would have been mad about it.
2: <laughs> oh, he was. He loved it. He was, yeah, really, yeah. he was actually really good at painting them, too. He's quite, he's quite a good hand for it. Me, I've absolutely no patience for doing artistic stuff whatsoever. Um, yeah. yeah. I also i also bought a guitar, uh, which I've tuned. Uh, learned to there play one chord on and uh, put, all, put all my leftist badges on That's the guitar that case that I found. And uh, I haven't taken it out of its case in the entire time I left lived in my old flat look at <laughs> that all you, all
0: you need is
1: rose-colored glasses and you can arseholes. be the new Bono <laughs> yep <laughs> 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 guitar is another one because I bought a guitar and I used to play guitar when I was younger so I had like a bass <laughs> level that I knew I could get to fairly quickly but if I didn't have that, I would not touch the fucking thing. I would yeah. I try, wouldn't be immediately good at it and would give up. And that sounds yeah. childish, and that sounds like you you you're like, you know, you're you're giving up really quickly. But yeah, fuck it. I have very limited free time. And yeah. I don't know if I want to learn something else necessarily. I don't know if I want to not enjoy something for a certain yeah. period of time before I can enjoy it. I, I play guitar.
0: I play I play guitar and bass. Um I just don't have a bass at the moment just because the flat's not um, particularly big enough and also in fairness
2: why um, did you borrow one of Rob's bases he's about 10
0: that's ah, alright well see look the other problem with a base is that like I do I do the odd time miss, miss having a base to play around with when I'm bored but they're very noisy you know what I mean and it's in a smaller apartment it's not a, it's not great with it um, so I mean it's, it's definitely like when I get more space or when I'm somewhere where I'm going to be settled down for a bit longer I'll probably buy another one but uh yeah, I, I play bass guitar. I'd recommend a lot of people to get into uh, to get into music. Music's a great little uh, little hobby
2: to play around when you're bored. You main reason the I bought the guitar was because I was drunk and considering buying a keyboard with my lockdown savings oh, last year. You should have bought a
0: keyboard. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And, well, but like not, not a proper yeah, keyboard. But I, like, I a keyboard. Bit, yeah, I would have spent a One of the monster ones.
0: No, yeah, no, no, but like one of the Casio ones with all the electronic effects and stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was con- I was thinking about genuinely thinking about getting a gig, big old cool. So, <laughs> know. you know, one of these things that would let you start an indie band basically by yourself. Big fucking And then tar. I and then I said, hmm. Do I want to spend do I want to spend 1500 quid on something I'm not going to use or do I want to spend 300 quid on something or like 180 quid on something I'm going to not going to use? Yeah. 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 yeah you know. So, I managed yeah. to rein in my expectations slightly there.
0: being realistic it's about hard. what I was going to do in fairness though it's hard to have a fucking hobby as an adult <laughs> it's 100%. really it, it's really hard to have a hobby as an adult like you know you fucking you go to work you come home you have a million other commitments and then you're like oh cool i have 45 minutes to myself this week um this week where i can get something done for myself and at the end of it you're kind of like oh, fuck i get mm. i um i guess like i'll just i'll reply to email on the couch instead of doing anything productive (laughs) then i guess instead of doing for me
1: and god forbid your hobby should require multiple people i keep thinking this to myself like i I enjoy board games because Nuri is into them as well so it's like you can have Mm. at least one person to play with but so many games i own are essentially aspirational like yeah if i ever manage to get four friends in one place again and it's not you know the first time we're seeing each other in months so we're all just going drinking then I'd be hmm. able to do this. Like, if <laughs> yeah, I, if I'd gotten into this as a hobby when I was in college or just out of college, that would have been perfect. But you know, it's like the the further time we go on, the more time yeah. you spend working, the less I mean, time you actually do. that. Admittedly, the three of us did have a shared hobby for a while, and I was only reminded of Costing? this earlier
0: today. No, it was podcasting. It was smoking shisha. <laughs> 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 to the point where, uh, to the point where, do you not remember when we were gonna move into that place in Portobello? The first thing we were gonna do was buy a shisha pipe. <laughs>
2: that's, oh, that's Imagine so. what the rent on that would be now, fucking hell!
1: Oh, that
0: fucking Portobello place! I actually walked by it recently enough, and um, that Portobello mm. place now is easily fucking what twenty two hundred quid a month, twenty three hundred a month.
1: How much was it? Oh, on the looking? rest,
2: Jesus!
0: Uh, when we were looking at it, I think it was. F- I don't remember. I don't remember.
2: We went to I see so afford, many places I could afford it for 2200 a month.
3: <laughs>
2: now.
1: So for context for anyone uh, listening, this was, well, how many years ago now?
0: Ah, uh, fucking six. Seven?
1: Six or seven? Yeah. We were looking around for somewhere to live. Uh yeah. I guess six cuz you got Stephen was in Convera for five.
0: Yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: And yeah, so I guess it six years only, ago. It took ages to find somewhere cuz they didn't want, you know, they 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 didn't want lads. They have, most places only want women. Um, and then, you know, the only way we ended up getting somewhere was by essentially not being foreign. So they didn't want women, but they especially didn't want foreigners. So that's why we yeah. were off the place. That in we fairness,
0: we almost got the Portobello place. The thing that fucked us is, and because, Dan, you were with me when we viewed the place. Do you that not remember what happened? Like money The guy in front it, of us. Yeah, where he said he'd go guarantor on it. That's what fucked us. Hmm. His student son was moving in with a few of his friends, and his dad said he'd go her on the place. And as soon as they said that, I turned to Dan and was like, "Well, that's gone. <laughs> that's gone. That's that's out for us. They'd fucking love for this kid not to pay rent in four months' time. Boot him out and chase the dad up in court for for the rest of
1: it." Like, um, it was also it was an ideal house to live in if you were in your early twenties, and that it wasn't uh, it wasn't full student, so it wasn't super grim. But it also it had wasn't that so great I fireplace. You couldn't wreck it, you know. Not Yeah, it. it
0: had that it had that really fucking great fireplace in the sitting room that would have been fantastic for throwing um, loads Shisha. of people were over. Like, how, yeah, for Shisha. Um, put the Shisha in the fireplace. It had, like, a big, because uh, I know you've only seen it in photos, Stephen, but the fireplace was, like, it was, like, a cement, uh, like, a kind of mosaic-style fireplace, but it came out a mm-hmm. good, like, three feet from the wall, so it was, like, a big, like, basically stone bench in the middle of the sitting room with a fireplace on the far end of it, um, that you could light because it was fully functional. There was it was a fucking great little spot. You could have like had like drink bar, uh, like a little drinks bar put up on it. Could have done board games on it. Could put a TV up there. Could have used it as an actual fireplace if you wanted. Fantastic, it was great. Count and
1: that fucking ruined it. Ruined it. All. it was then that Adam realized that the only thing he cares about anywhere he lives is a fireplace. It's the only thing he wants. It really no, brings I the actually, room together. I feel, I feel,
0: I feel guilty about having a fireplace and lighting a fire. I fucking I, for some reason people don't. Uh, I'm gay for the environment. I'm like super gay for the environment. I don't know what it is about me. I just I, it really freaks stuff freaks me out to the point where like I'll rinse out like if you got like a coleslaw container or whatever, like like in a supermarket, I'll rinse that out and everything. I'll dry it. I'll recycle it like a fucking lunatic. like I rinse out fucking cans, like cans of coke and stuff and like, dry them and put them in the in the, in the recycling and stuff. I would feel incredible guilt about lighting a fire. Like I would genu- <laughs> I would genuinely feel guilty about lighting a fire. Me just and Eve have regular.
1: with yourself going, I don't yeah. need
0: this. Me and Eve have regular arguments where like if we buy a house, she wants to have a nice fireplace and I've said that we can have a fake fireplace that is actually just like a fire effect. <laughs> it's not actually fire and we have this is a regular back and forth argument. I just feel <laughs> I feel real guilty about it. I would I, I genuinely feel guilty.
1: You could just have a hairdryer with orange felt taped to <laughs> yeah. it.
0: Oh, so just get some a, heat off
2: this You could just get a really small wood burning stove, like a one kilowatt model, just to provide a little bit of heat. It's an expensive; it can be an expensive job. But I mean, if you're building the house yourself, for instance, uh, it'd be handy enough to do.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I feel guilty about burning things. You know what I mean? I fa- like I don't know what it, I just I I even switched off. I don't even use aerosol cans anymore. Like I I haven't used spray on deodorant in fucking years. I use roll on deodorant now. i am got kind of hippie.
2: I've been using roll-on and stick deodorant since I was twelve, and I used to get so much stick for it in school because it uh, wasn't links. Uh, I, like I see theodorant. what you did.
0: <laughs> I just slap I a, I slap a slice me. of ham. I just slap a slice of ham under my <laughs> under my armpits for twenty minutes. No, I just, uh, I used to use, I used to use spray on deodorant, and then I stopped years ago because I was like, I don't like roll-on deodorant. Um, but I'm just gonna have to get over it. I'm just gonna use it till I like it. <laughs> and that's this is where I am now.
2: Not a big fan of spray deodorant. I, I always thought the palette made it. me feel absolutely sick. I used to have to. I used to run out. I used to like dress really quickly after after PE and get out of the changing room before the fucking spray on deodorant started.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, in fairness, you're saying that now.
0: Out. You're saying that now, but also when I did use spray on deodorant, I used to hold my breath so that I wouldn't inhale any of it. <sighs> when I was putting my deodorant on, like some kind of fucking lunatic. Like, I'm saying now, oh, I don't like the roll-on deodorant, but, like, I'd get ready in the morning, and when I go to put deodorant on, I'd be like... <gasps> and then I'd, like, rush out of the room before I inhaled any of it, so I didn't feel sick. <laughs> <Huh>.
3: I'm <laughs> so,
1: sure everyone, everyone knows the person in the gym or who, when they went to Irish college or anything like that who would just, instead of showering, just be... Cover himself, himself? yeah. If you go to any fly fit in
0: fucking Ireland, you'll be able, you'll find that guy in 10 minutes. Jeez. Actually, when I was
2: in the grill, talked to one of the boys uh, that I was sharing the dorm with. Um. He, had, he used to get two cans of deodorant and like, I don't know, do some sort oh, of like, like, like he was a, like 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 he was a double, gunslinger. Double
0: dragon himself?
2: Psh. Yeah, a little bit of that. He did oh, that, right? He did that, but also he used to like, I'm going to have to find some props here to work with and put down my microphone here. Hang on. I don't just want the tropical
0: breeze. I don't just want the summer fruits. I want the tropical summer breeze fruits. Psh. So
2: he he like... <laughs> and drench himself and drench himself and then uh, another time he did the same thing except to, it was to his t-shirt on the floor i think it was a dirty t-shirt that he was going oh, to oh the, no the Kaylee or whatever so,
1: so for people who can't you can't see what steve is doing just just to give you some visual context imagine someone fucking mixing cocktails like tom cruise and yeah. like <laughs> flipping the thing behind him the whole like two-handing the whole thing Except for
0: instead of, instead of being really suave and cool and having like a cool trick that they can do at parties, they're smelly. They're double dick. One, one of the <laughs> pens I
2: was using as a prop was leaking, it turns out. <laughs> and, uh, I'm now covered in ink.
1: Yeah, well, that's a perfect example of someone that double-fists his deodorant. I think if your deodorant's leaking, it explodes. Yeah. Not, not yours, of course.
2: Absolutely covered in black ink, and it's going to get on my microphone. Hang on a second.
1: That's all right. We'll vamp. There. I want to suck your podcast blood. Yeah. <laughs> I like the absolutely unnecessary use of the word podcast in there. Oh, sort yeah. of a podcast. Okay, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's contextual now. I wasn't sure why he was being a vampire before.
0: <laughs> I've listened to a lot of new podcasts lately, um, and look, a, a few people have reached out to say they like our podcast. Um, I appreciate that. So, uh, the two for one special podcast reached out and said they liked our podcast. Shout out to those guys. They seem like cool guys. They talk about video games, anime, that kind of stuff. Uh, they seem like cool guys. You can check them out. They're on iTunes, stuff like that. Uh, Unethical podcast reached out. They go into like conspiracy theories and like uh, they talk about you know like cult stuff and stuff that like maybe it should be illegal, but it's not that kind of stuff. Uh, so shout out to those guys. And another one is uh, Drunk explain They reached out to us too. So uh, shout out to all those guys. But uh, outside Hello, of those three that I mentioned, uh, the ones that have reached out to me, I've checked out a few of their podcasts and oh oh, oh it's uh it's something. <laughs> Are they hmm.
2: slightly non-PC? Who are we talking uh, about
0: here? I think they would probably suit themselves better to be non-PC because man, I'll tell you one thing. If you have a, you know, sometimes, sometimes we, someone plays the straight man on this podcast, you know what I mean? So, and some, some podcasts are based entirely on one guy being the straight guy and one guy being, being the, being the, being the, the you know, the, the goofier guy. Um yeah. the problem with some podcasts is when you have five hosts, which is far too many hosts, um, when you have five hosts and they're all the straight guy, uh, that is a—that's a tough listen. <laughs> when you have when you have five people who have no shred of humor in the hour-long podcast they record and they all agree with each other at every single point in time, that's a tough listen, guys. I'm like—I
2: mean, to be fair, we tough. do nothing but agree with each other anyway.
0: So, that's true, not Steve. Tr- we take <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's not... There's been so many episodes where you've taken a contrarian view and been on my side, but still tried to argue a different point, but been arguing my point entirely without realising it. <laughs> like when we talked about people, me
1: being spineless with us agreeing with each other. When, Steve, when we
0: were talking I... about, uh, when we were talking about p- people not listening to the same artist twice in a row, and Stephen kept making arguments that were supporting me, but as if you were just saying them aggressively, as if that <laughs> made a difference.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't. Can we get a? I absolutely did not. Can we just get a playback? Here and,
0: and I will I'll like fucking a, put a playback in cross
1: dissolve with a little bit of doodly 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 doodly
0: I'll doodly fucking doodly. I'll put I'll put it in.
1: <laughs> I want it slow motion as well. I want the moment when either you or Steve is wrong to be done slow motion. <laughs> No, I agree at all. Okay.
2: I couldn't possibly disagree more.
0: Just to just so just to wrap this up, shout out to those guys. I'm not gonna mention you again, sorry. Um and so uh we all agree that we'd all love to get into Warhammer, I guess, <laughs> but we're never going to because I guess we're not skilled enough. And uh, Are we gonna go the on their podcast? Uh maybe. Uh don't hey. promise that live on air. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe don't promise that in the recording. Let's find out. Uh we'll talk about it. We'll email them. We'll be in touch. Uh, Stephen, what you got for us this week?
2: Um, well, you see, I've done nothing except be sick all week and play RimWorld. That's literally all I've done, and take painkillers out the wazoo. Um, okay. So it's going to have to be something to do with either how hard it is to get a GP's appointment in Ireland, <laughs> or I think the most interesting thing that's happened to me all week. I did watch some old movies. Um, okay, there you
0: go. Give us a let's let's do an old movie review. What, what have you been watching?
2: Well, no, I was I was going to go dive straight into what's your like secret weapon against when you what 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 do you do to make when you're sick to pretend that drinking is actually medicinal? What are some of the things that you've done? And and I don't want to hear hot whiskey because I come up with a concoction of rum, lime juice, um, aspirin, uh, uh, um, vitamin C, and hot water Jeez. is a hot toddy. I I that's that's what I've been drinking all week
1: were you just throwing okay. it together like aspirationally or was it not, like how Homer discovered the flaming mo and it was an accident and then you liked it or oh, there was
2: honey, there was honey in it as well. Um, like were you no. mentally going
1: through and be like, ah, this delicious. And no, I was, I was, was actually eat. thinking,
2: hmm, I wonder if I could make a hot toddy, but not waste whiskey on it because it, the the booze will just evaporate from it. Anyway. Ah, I have rum. Ah, I have lime juice. Hmm. Tropical flavor. Um, so one
0: of the, I, I don't, I don't have anything that, that fancy. That's a, uh... That's something special. That's a that, a lot of work went into that. Like he taught this out.
2: I called it. I called it grog.
1: Which technically <laughs> okay. I suppose it is. I think that name's already taken. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> think that's what. I think that's one of Matham's beers. I call this a Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I call this a Cosmotini. Um. I uh. I cu- I don't use whiskey when I uh. When I when my like I have a sore throat or anything, and I I'm gonna be out drinking because you know, w- whiskey is uh. Whiskey's very coarse. You know, it'll dry your throat even more. And if you've got a sore throat, it's probably not great for you. So I, I don't... Oh, it is a decongestant, however. But what I will do as a... Uh, and absolute just barefaced lie to myself to, to, to pretend like this is, this is somehow any better uh, than just drinking whiskey. Is I will have um, vodka cranberry juice with lemon. Because cranberry juice, great for the kidneys. Great for mm, your throat. True. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's nullifying the vodka in my head. And also, you know, the lemon. You got all that good vitamins from the lemon in there. So I'm practically healing Not as we getting speak.
2: scurvy. Definitely not um, getting scurvy. You know,
0: so that, that's my go-to. That's, this is, that's my bullshit of like, oh, this is, this is definitely not a bad... Like, if I was having whiskey right now, yeah, this would be bad. When you c- couldn't possibly drink whiskey. But I'm not, I am not an, uh, a, a bad adult. I'm responsible. I am a very responsible person. So I'm going to use cranberry juice. Because everyone knows cranberry juice is going
1: to help me out in this situation. Dan, you're up. I, I feel fucking super lame. I don't normally have alcohol when I'm sick because I'm already sick. I don't want to have to deal with any sort of my, even mild hangover afterwards. So How much so, were you going to drink?
2: Literally, I, I gonna... two, shots, two shots of rum was about the size of it.
1: At this stage of my life, if I have a single drink, I'm going to be hungover the next day. It's dreadful. Dan, and... are you getting drunk at the wedding? Yes. Okay. Good. by which i mean i would have a drink so that's Good.
0: me me and have... Ifa had this argument the other day where because she was saying like what? oh of course dan's gonna drink because it's the wedding and i said i don't know first uh, of all Nuria will be there and also like dan's not a gigantic drinker anymore but like was never really like a gigantic drinker to begin with so i don't know if he will at the wedding or not i think he might slow down um, have, i've
1: drunk in, i've been drunk in
0: front of Nuria before you know her, i know but you've never yes. been—you've never been uh, drunk like this group drunk in front of an area.
1: That's true, and I'm not going to get shit faced at your wedding either. <laughs> I'd make
0: a, a pity. I'd
2: be, I'd be what a pity! Worried. I was hoping there'd be someone for Rob to fight with. <laughs>
0: <Adam>. <laughs> I had—I had this conversation with someone recently where. where I, I, I'm not going to go into it here. We can go into it. We can go into it offline. But I had this conversation with someone recently where, I, where I did bring Rob up, and I was like, I don't know. You're getting very, you're getting very melty. And if you're very melty around Rob at the wedding when he's had some drinks in him, I, he's not mm-hmm. going to sit down and take it. I'm just letting you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we can have this conversation at some other point. And that um, was only
1: prosecco
2: and a few beers. <laughs> <laughs> not even that was
0: Steven replaced. Admittedly, it was
2: over a dozen glasses of prosecco, but here we are. <laughs>
0: Well, also, uh, we'll, we will absolutely be doing shots at the wedding. Sorry, mm. in advance. Mm. You can try it. You can try out those Lifeline tablets. Maybe they work. Yeah. What are they?
1: Is it just wedding cake? Uh,
0: it's a uh, it's charcoal inside a dissolvable capsule. Oh. and that somehow removes the alcohol. From well, the charcoal is actually very very good for alcohol poisoning, and it's good for soaking up alcohol in the in the stomach. Um, so the idea is that the the Lifeline, you can only have so much of it. And if you follow the amount of units they're telling you to drink, it has a pretty high chance of basically taking out enough of it that it won't make you sick the next day. But it is also like you're supposed to take two every two drinks, I think it is, that you can only take eight tablets a night. So you mm-hmm. can only have like three servings of the Lifeline and you're done. So it's, it's kind of more if you were around somewhere for like dinner and drinks it might work better. than than anything i don't know if they work i'm really dying to try them Uh, i've been meaning to try them for a very long time to see if they actually work but maybe it's it's really it's really
2: really easy to just not you don't need any of this lifeline stuff you just need knowledge of your own limits and uh, and also you know knowledge of what it takes to avoid a a serious hangover the trick is don't the trick is don't go don't drink yourself into bed that's that's the main thing don't. Steven, you, know, you need to get you need to get I, You need to wind down. You need to you need to get some water into you and have something to eat before you hit the hay. Finally, Stephen, I don't have an off button. We know that this is my
0: problem. We know that my problem is that when I start, I am going to drink anything and everything in my way until I can't possibly drink anymore.
2: Yeah, and that's why the trick is to put up a, put on a good show, getting the shots into you early in the night, and then ease up after midnight.
0: I won't eat. I, if people are still handing me shots, dude, they're going to st- keep going down. I, I don't have it. A... <laughs> the last time, le- the worst I've ever been drunk in my life, um, and in fairness, I- Aoife was going to, she'll get mad if she hears this. She was going to call an ambulance because she was very worried. Um, and admittedly, admittedly, she probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the last time I was proper out, I was in Dicey's. Mm-hmm. And we were out as a small group, and someone in the group spent over 400 quid on drink. Because they kept buying shots with every round. Now, here's the problem. Two of the people I was with who are going to be at the wedding realized early on. Who are these people? They're people I used to work with. Um,
2: but Do you want them to all... come to your stag?
0: Uh, no, but they'll be at the wedding. <laughs> um, so, we were all out, right? There was two girls <laughs> was and a guy. Two, two girls and a guy. I don't want to name their names. They, they probably wouldn't like their names being they mentioned. But uh, we were out and uh, we were in Dicey's. And the two girls realized, I am already drunk and I have a long drink that I'm going to be sipping on. So I uh-huh. can't have any more shots because I would be very sick. They kept handing me their shots. And I just kept swallowing them back. So every uh-huh. round of four, I would drink three. <laughs> and that went all fucking night. And that was uh... That was bad. <laughs> I think that's the no. most I've ever drank in my life. And if I had to guess, I think I probably did maybe 15, 16 shots on top of all the whiskey I drank, on top of the... Oof. I think we drank four bottles of Prosecco at the work event before we left. Um, that was definitely the most I've ever drank. And I was, I was swallowing it back. It was, it was not a... Do you know the way, like, if you have, like, a... Like, if you have cocktails, at a certain point, you're going to start to feel a bit sick because they're very sweet. Very sickly, very lot of coke stuff like that. Yeah, I either had a shot, so it was a shot of straight tequila, or it was a whiskey.
2: So it's just mm. pure
0: spirits. So there was nothing that was going to stop me at any point during the night from drinking these back because it's just it's just spirits.
2: Yeah, spirits are that... Spirits can be like that, especially if you start on something like prosecco when your blood sugar is nice and high. Yeah, uh, prosecco, so that prosecco can be a very dangerous start from that point of view.
0: That was a that was a bad one. That was a bad one. I don't, but I don't have an off button. If people keep handing me drinks. I will keep doing drinks. I I'll just keep fucking drinking.
3: That's probably what it's me like and Robert. Friends. Like I, yeah. I,
1: but I, I get, but I think you sort of like after. I don't know. For, for, I was like that for years in college, uh, and it was very problematic because in college parties they would have triple vodka shots for fifty p. So you, would yeah. <laughs> very quickly ruin your yeah. life. Yeah, I do also. Yeah. Miss the UK sometimes. Yeah. But, but then um. I don't know. At the age of like twenty six, every time you drink, you'd be like, "Actually, it's a lot of effort to drink this. There's a lot here. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure I'm, I'm going to continue on with this." In fairness, well, you it's don't. A know
2: scar- it's a scarcity mindset that it, that evolves out of the pro prohibitiveness of drinking when you're a teenager, and in Ireland when there's, you yeah, know, that's the There's a scar- There's a scarcity complex about it because it's sometimes so hard to get drink. I think, um, you know, if it's past ten, oh, it's there's no hope of getting any more. Yeah. Uh, the pub is going to be closing up, so you better get the shots into you. You know what I mean? I think, um, I think that's as much a driver of the of the mindset about drinking and about binge drinking in Ireland as as anything else. If there was, if it's open ended, it allows people to drink at their own pace. But when you're being told that you're being cut off in the immediate future, you better get blitz now. You know?
1: I do remember but also, the amount of events I went to as a student just because there was free alcohol at it, and then just yeah. like downing a bottle of wine in case someone else took it before I did. Yeah, I, mean, I like. I like that you say this as if this was. I like that you say this as if this was a decade
0: ago and not like three years back at like some kind of fucking trinity book signing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the most drunk I've ever been was when Steve and I went to a, a lecture there go. from the guys <laughs> who imported. Um, was it the Mitchells Wine People? The the, the... So Mitchells Wine People yeah, who yeah,
2: uh, yeah. they they import a, a, i should look. We may as well endorse them. It increases our go chances ahead. of getting some posh whiskey. Uh, yellow spot, green spot, and. Probably soon, Red Spot, I think, is the one they call it. They they need to age that for slightly longer before they can. But they brought back this line of whiskies that they used to be, do a big line in, and basically they fermented in sherry barrels, in their uh, Dublin, in their Dublin bonding house.
1: And after the, the talk, I think the Red Spot is uh, what twenty five year, twenty five yeah, year Yeah, something like that. Very, I it's, think it's, so. It's yeah. Something but after the talk, they brought in a bottle of yellow spot and a bottle of green spot for a tasting to a bunch of academics who didn't give a shit about whiskey. So yep. there was basically an entire bottle there that he just, when he was leaving, the the your man, Mister Mitchell, essentially just gave to Stephen. I am like here, you have this. So <laughs> it was, it was me, this. it was me,
2: you, and well, we didn't take it home. I think,
1: I think it we left. Drank, an, we drank it there, and then I tried to. It wasn't mode. just you. It wasn't I just you remember and me. My, it was, combination it were, my bike. There that was. Somebody was your... else There
2: were were some other people there though, weren't there? It wasn't just you and me.
1: There was probably some other postgraduates, but that was a
0: fucking guardian angel that stopped you from remembering that bike lock pin.
1: (laughs) That's what that was. Then (laughs) I called then I called my friend said I was really drunk and wasn't sure to get home. Then forgot I'd called her, walked all the way home, and she went to find me and couldn't find me. And Uh, uh, poor why didn't you call me? I don't know if you can shout out people who wouldn't want to be mentioned on the podcast. Anyway, um I I didn't call you Steve. (laughs) I didn't call you because I figured you were equally drunk, uh, and she was the only person I'd know who would be around college at the time.
2: I think I just got the bus home, and went to bed.
1: I also got the bus home. I walked to the bus and then was like, "I think I'm. I don't know if I have any money. Can I just sit here and the bus driver?" Yeah. <laughs> What's, I the got
0: we- What's the weirdest night out you've ever had?
1: Hey.
0: Like I don't mean like all oh, this nights. Hey. I just mean like a night which is kind of just bizarre because I know we've had some weird nights. Like for example. Me and Stephen were at one. Probably
2: the night. Probably the night. Rob. Rob started with Kev Shields. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! Someone should have filmed it. I did. Yeah, but you, it, it, that's a short video. I wanted. A, I, I want like an extended <laughs> cut. I want like a fucking. I want a real extended cut. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm. I'm thinking <sighs> of like. Obviously, the Dicey's night was a bad one, but that that wasn't so strange. That was a bad one. Um, in fairness, that was like normal bad. Yeah, yeah, and also I. I won't go into it. I, I, so yeah, I'll get in trouble. Um, so that was a bad <laughs> one. But I do also remember me and Stephen were out one night, and we randomly met in town to have, like, one or two drinks. We we weren't even out that long. And I can't remember what bar we were in, Um, but all of a sudden, like, some girl in the bar just came over and said hello and shoved her tongue in my mouth. And then I was like, all right. And then Stephen was gone. And I was like, oh, I guess Stephen went home. And then I couldn't find Stephen, so I left the bar, and we ran into each other at the Nightlink stop. <laughs> and Stephen had somehow found somewhere to get a newspaper
2: that sounds like your priority that sounds like something I'd do but I don't I've absolutely no recollection of this usually um, usually what I would do is if I saw I think I probably saw you getting off with somebody I'm just like well there's Adam sorted I'm going I won't won't crowd him I would have
0: I didn't I wasn't there with the one I was there with my pal Stephen and when I turned around he was gone I was like oh shit and then I was looking around the bar for you I thought maybe you were up getting a drink or something couldn't find you (laughs) for ages and then I was like oh shit I guess he's gone and then I couldn't get in touch with you and I ran, each- ran into each other at the Nightlink stop and
1: Stephen had a newspaper in his hand and I was like, all right, I guess that's where you went. The newspaper is the weirdest element of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was obviously Saturday night. It must have been a Saturday night and I was buying a Sunday paper. I t- Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the weirdest night out I had was when I initially just met a friend of mine uh, in college for like, we we're just having a quiet pint. And, you know, again, having no off switch, you start and you keep going. So we decided we do a pub crawl. Essentially, we yeah. just pick the direction and pub crawled in that direction until the pubs closed. So what was that? Like one in the morning, two in the morning? Because uh, we were going to like the late bars and everything. And so we yeah. ended up at three in the morning in an old Jamaican man's cafe watching wrestling until we got kicked out when I said Stone Cold Steve Austin was better than The Rock. Uh, and Yeah. I mean, in fairness, there is a night that Stephen might remember where him and
0: Rob went off to have a few drinks and they ended up in someone's apartment watching midget wrestling. Like live? Are you or sure?
1: Like on TV <laughs> yeah. or in person?
0: No, it, it, was, uh, it was on TV. Um, yeah, I remember because Stephen sent me a text message saying they won't stop watching midget wrestling. And it was a picture of the TV with midgets wrestling.
1: Midget wrestling isn't the the approach. This rings a bell. This rings a bell. But but
2: again, I have absolutely no recollection. I I don't know what the circumstances were at all.
0: First of all, midget wrestling is literally what it's called. It's not called little people grappling. It's called midget wrestling. That's how they bill
1: it. I'm not saying you're Mr. What year do you think this was? That's another problem with the whole endeavor. Is what they call it. You
0: know what I mean? They have all like they have all your favorites, but in midget form. Like Ray Mysterio Oh, never mind. He's just regular. He's normal. Normal. Okay, is that is uh, what? What did you pull over there, Stephen? What What have you got? I know
2: I got out my big pile of pictures because I know there's a picture of the aftermath of the nights in it somewhere.
0: Okay, 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 okay. That's fine. That's you fine. Just, I'll allow you this. Just vamp
2: for a second, and I want to pull Bleah. it out. <laughs>
0: Give me the podcast uh, blood. Bleah.
2: The podcast blood. <laughs> I come to suck. <laughs> See, Your he blood. gets it. He's fucking Dan had a problem
0: with this earlier. You get it. You're on the same page. There's Probably. a friend of
1: ours who's a pussy magnet. That was literally just a picture of a man with a cat. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, I know it's we in want, here somewhere. We want to vamp, Steve, but you're just going, uh, we can't Well, Well, look, it, it, start, it, 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 started, we it, it
2: started normally enough, really. I mean, it was just when, it was, when we were on Erasmus in Germany, we went out drinking and stayed out the entire night, um, waiting for the first tram back from the city centre of Munich. Because uh, they start at 5am, I think maybe yeah it was five or six in the morning i, th- I but think but instead so, yeah. of like getting a taxi home we just stayed in this sports bar drinking all night which I, ha- I wasn't mentally prepared for i must admit like i wasn't mentally prepared for the fact that there was a bar that would let us drink all shaggy was that night.
0: was that your first time as an adult being in a bar all night long like like at first like oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah 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 like uh I think I had my dinner or whatever else, but at at some point you just just like my my eyes are square. I'm so tired. Ah, here it is. Anyway, after we got we got on the tram and Declan and Colin and was this English girl? I think there's somebody else there. Uh, but anyway, we we all got it as far back as the tram stop opposite our apartment, which was a terminus. And in the middle of the terminus, there's this at the terminus, there's this big loop, and in the middle of it is just there's like this this estate green. And of course, the Germans let the grass grow along and then cut it for hay and then pile it up in the center uh, in a big pile of hay. So we all had good like rolling in the hay. We were taking the piss, <laughs> jumping in the hay, wrestling in the hay, sexual tension rising between one person and another person. And then, um,
0: said uh, Jasper, sadly.
2: Hi, <laughs> Jasper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, we started throwing hay at each other. And Declan Marin threw hay at me. But instead of throwing hay at me, he, he just palmed me in the nose. And I got a big, bleedy nose. And here's the picture of the aftermath with me on a bloody nose. And, and Declan posing on the bridge with me. Uh, you do saying, both. this is what to happens people is people what to people who disrespect me.
0: Look at babyface Steve. Basically, haven't baby. changed. No, de- you definitely look a lot younger. There it is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you look like
0: you're a lot younger.
2: Not as fat either. If you put um, a school uh,
0: uniform on you, I'd, I'd believe that you were just about to graduate.
2: Well, this is 2012. So right, two exactly.
0: Ago,
2: it was it two years after I left school? Tree. We graduated Tree. in
0: 09, baby.
2: Well, this is May, May, 20, May 2012, I would have said. May, June, July 2012 sometime, early summer. This time in 2012. So. Yeah, three years. Three years, yeah. Well, yeah, I was in third year of college.
0: Three years, goddammit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been did he over. He it. <laughs> did I stutter?
2: Did I stutter? Yeah, and then I had to go home and wash all the grass off me because it was so itchy. Oh, that, it wasn't that amazingly? I wasn't that hungover afterwards, though. I didn't wake up till about yeah, four p.m. I, the next day. they the best ones when you like when you've yeah. had too
0: much to drink and you like when you're going to bed. You think, "Fuck, I'm gonna be bad tomorrow." And then you wake up and you're fresh as the days and you're like, "Ah,
2: oh, this is great. I'm invincible." Yeah. F- well after all the fighting and being boxed in the nose, I think I'd sobered up quite. A- I just uh, so- I just sobered up almost <laughs> enough. The punch to the, to the face and box the alcohol
1: was- out. How does the yeah. wrestling fit in this? But just so that's a different. Act- just, oh. just bear in mind that this was, <laughs> was that, when all this was when
2: all this was taking place. When we were all like rolling around in the hay. It was seven o'clock in the morning, directly opposite a really busy tram stop full of Germans going to work.
1: <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> waiting for the first tram. They're used to it, dude. They're used to it.
0: <laughs> They know the deal. Um, I thought Dan was gonna bring up one of the weirder nights when we kidnapped him and brought him dancing.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> let's I leave that there. We, do,
0: we don't need context on that. That's fine. We kidnapped Dan one time, and brought him dancing. He had a great time.
1: I also once kidnapped someone on a night out because we thought we were helping him, but um, we were too drunk to realize he was just too dangerous <laughs> to be kidnapped. So <laughs> wow. Okay. So we let uh, we let him sleep on a couch uh, and cleared away from him essentially. <laughs> <laughs> He missed his bus home. And we were like, he can stay with us. But he was a very aggressive man. So, Is is this a friend or just a stranger? Stranger. You're a fucking Uh, idiot. Yeah. (laughs) I was 19 and I thought it was worldly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. (laughs) In the
1: the end, two of my other friends slept around him (laughs) to protect everyone else in the house. And I just went up to the top floor and had a sleepover with my friend. We yeah. just, uh, we watched, I think we watched Die Hard while while the I, Man. Was I was dead.
0: gonna say a story, but it's it, it, I'm not gonna say it because I just realized it's it's similar to what you said, but like way too dark for the podcast, and I might get in trouble. So I'm not gonna bring that up. This is a comedy <laughs> podcast; everything here is lighthearted. Let's with you know midget wrestling. Dan got kidnapped and brought to
1: dance to Taylor Swift. Let's leave it there. That's
0: that's a lot better than <laughs> that's to a lot be, better
1: than some of the days. To be clear, the kidnapping did not force me to dance to Taylor Swift her songwriting well, ability forced me to dance to yeah you were already there what are you gonna do not dance you
0: yeah. know what I mean listen if there's a fucking dance floor I'm on that dance floor as any human should be I, I don't trust the man that will on the dance at floor at your wedding Adam if there's no Taylor uh, wedding, I I'm won't have out. the choice I'm not the DJ I'm not DJ disc jockey at the wedding I'll be DJ disc jockey at your wedding but do you not get to give them a list of songs you like? <laughs> yeah, there like, a, it, there'll be so some songs. The there'll be some songs, but, you know, you like to have a little mystery in there.
2: You know? You, are you, are maybe... you and Aoife going to bust out some sort of coordinated dance routine? No.
0: But, no, but if something comes group. on that everyone knows, like something with a generic dance comes on and everyone's well aware of it, yeah, sure, fuck it, everyone dance.
2: All right. Like,
0: Got rock it. the boat. Everyone knows the fucking rock the boat dance, you know what I mean?
2: That's because it's
1: easy. I only know Gangnam Style and the Macarena. I don't know any other (laughs) dancers.
0: I only know Gangnam Style and Mambo number five.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anything else in there, I can't do. If it wasn't on Kids Bop, I
0: don't know it. First of all, if Gangnam Style comes on, I will fucking murder the DJ. (laughs) If Gangnam Style comes on, the DJ's going through the fucking floor. Ah. (laughs) Absolutely will not be happening. Um, Yeah, look, we'll find out what happens. We'll find maybe Taylor Swift will be on. Maybe she won't be on. You know, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we Maybe everyone's sitting around and fucking. They might be giants. Somehow comes on. Who fucking knows, dude? It's a wild world. Maybe uh-huh. Wild Wild West by Will Smith comes on. <laughs> hopefully not the movie.
1: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully just the song. <laughs> just the audio from the movie playing <laughs> yeah, yeah. over the speakers. Yeah, as a podcast instead. You get a wedding band and they just reenact the movie scene by scene. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna need to wrap up here pretty soon. So let, let let's
0: move on from. From this this ah. fantastic topic, uh, I I want to bring up something we touched on very briefly outside the podcast recently, and it's it's pet peeves that just completely turn you off a show or a film, like completely take you out of the moment entirely, like they've ruined it for you. Um, and so so for example, for me, if someone has just the worst writing, and I don't mean like just general show writing, I mean dialogue. If someone writes dialogue and no human would ever fucking speak that way, I'm immediate. like, it pisses me off. I can't sure. watch it. It really turns me off. And, but like, I bad, I just can't
1: do it. Is bad writing a pet peeve, or is that, like, a fundamental problem with a show, though? Like, I think a pet peeve is more like, I, I can't stand the show if all the characters have, like, you know, jobs like architect, and they all live in massive apartments or something like that. So,
0: like, general show writing can be Bad and I don't mind it too much. You know,
1: you'll kind of forget
0: about it because it doesn't really matter. Um, like for example, like so, everyone here knows Scrubs. Everyone's seen Scrubs. You know what I mean? Scrubs, comedy show. Um, and obviously, you know, they're rich, successful doctors. So how do you ground it? Well, you ground it that people they know and like die, and then they're very sad. You know what I mean? That's that's the grounding factor to show. Bill Lawrence has and, also, another show. and also
2: whip whip sharp dialogue, strong characterization, and also. Uh, the fact that it has the sort of generalities that are common to any workplace.
0: But also like like obviously one of the main problems with like any sitcom is that the cast can't have it too good. You know what I mean? There has to be something hmm. that brings it back down to earth because otherwise it's just you know it's
1: it's it's not watchable. Except in any Michael Shure show in the last two seasons yeah. where every character achieves every fucking dream they yeah. ever had and you have well, to stop that's watching it, the know, show before it, it ends.
0: It's, it's it's like that creative writing rule where like no one can win the lottery. You know what I mean? Like A a character can win the lottery at the start of the show, but by the time that episode ends, they have to have lost the lotto ticket, or it turns out they, you know, they got the number wrong, and instead of winning the jackpot, they've won the secondary prize, and also 5,000 other people did, so they won $60 or something, you know? Well,
1: didn't the TV show Roseanne, the the last season had Roseanne winning the lottery, and the entire season was her being rich, and then at the very end, it goes like on a sad voiceover, but I never won the lottery. I just made up this fantasy to survive after my husband died, and they just like actually <laughs> mentioned that <laughs> our, like Jesus John Christ. Goodman had died of a heart attack in before I... that season started, and none of the <sighs> season happened. I don't know. <laughs> I, I never heard that. That's fucked up.
0: Um, not not to lose my point though. So like that's the that's the thing with Scrubs. You know, Scrubs obviously rich, successful doctors. They get more successful as time goes on, but they get grounded by the fact that like you know they are in a sad work environment. You know, it brings them back to earth. There's mm-hmm. a drama element to it. Bill Lawrence has another show he worked on after Scrubs called Cougar Town, which has basically it's it's a Courtney Cox show where basically it's like Milf City. Basically, that's I'm not I'm not joking. That's basically what the show is. It's like, hey, look, here's here's Milf Town, and who's one of the here's one of the uh, who's one of the main stars of the show? Bill Lawrence's wife, who he constantly <laughs> casts as, who he casts as hot Milf in every fucking thing he does. That and that's fine. Like, who who cares about that? For anyone not, for anyone who's confused at home, uh, Jordan from Scrubs is Bill Lawrence's wife. Um,
2: Jordan from Scrubs.
0: Yeah, Krista Miller. Uh, that's his wife. He's been his wife uh, since the nineties. But so he has this show, Cougar Town, right? And Cougar Town is infuriating because it's it's like Scrubs in terms of the way the dialogue is written and the way they interact with each other, only in a slightly different environment. So it's very Scrubs esque. Mm. But there's nothing that ever brings them back down to earth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like someone is like... The, so the her ex-husband in the show is a, is a golf instructor. And he had an opportunity a couple times to turn pro for golf and kind of fucked it up for himself. And he has like... There's an episode where he has an opportunity to turn pro again. And it's his last chance, basically. And he fucks it up. And it's like, okay, cool. This is how it should go. Because obviously what's the character arc if this bumbling idiot somehow is now rich? You know what I mean? Yeah, if yeah. It was actually, But the problem is then he fucks it up. But by the end of the episode, he's figured out a different way to make himself hundreds of dollars <laughs> by selling t-shirts of like his catchphrase on it. And it's like every time they do something in the show that could fuck up another character, they do a second plot point that reverses the fuck up and gets them better off again. Believe they go that. out of their way to not interact with them badly.
1: But is the problem there that if you continually have everyone revert to the status quo, that the show just gets boring or stagnant? Like, right? That's what know, I'm like, saying. I'm if, saying if, like, what's the where's the tension? For example, if someone wins the lottery, if you know they're not going to win the lottery, if, where's the tension in that plot line? If you know, oh, they're going to lose that, this. That's what gonna... I'm. That's what I'm saying about
0: Cougar Town. Like the main storyline is kind of infuriating because like they re- they go back on it all the time. But the dialogue is fine. The dialogue is okay, so it doesn't take me out. But there's other shows where the dialogue is like just fucking god awful. Like it's <sighs> no human being would ever speak that way. And when as soon as it starts, I'm like, I fucking hate this. I fucking hate this. Like there's an app. Ep- there's a show called The Bold Type. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it. I keep seeing um, it on
1: Netflix. I haven't chosen to watch yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it's so it's a show basically where they it's like a fashion magazine slash website that they have run in New York City. And it's about these three girls that are like trying to basically, um. G- run their career in this fashion world, essentially, for this magazine or whatever, you know, improve their careers, they're trying to trying to do this stuff. And it's a, it's an okay show, you know, it's not overly offensive, but they taught, a lot of the time, the dialogue is just, like, no one would ever fucking speak that way, and it's really infuriating, especially because, like, they clearly write it as if, like, oh, everyone in the tech world speaks this way, and it's, like, not at all how any human would ever fucking speak. Even, like, tech world weirdos wouldn't speak this way, and it's, like, really infuriating, like, like words like you know someone will say like oh i'm gonna destroy you and it's like you know that's a really goofy thing to say in general but they won't say destroy they'll say eviscerate and it's like get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of my life no one says this
1: no one will ever say this but is the problem there when it's like it's supposed to be semi-realistic like if you watch west wing or an aaron sorkin thing and you, you and you go they don't talk like this in real life you're sort of missing the point of the show Or if you watch, like, Community or something where everyone everything is super arch and full of references. Like, it's not supposed to sound like uh, real people.
0: But even if it's full of references, they generally have, like, words that people would use in everyday conversation. Like, you know what I mean? Like Okay, okay, yeah. The problem is if every character speaks in a way that no one would ever speak, it really takes you out of the moment because no one fucking talks that way. Like, they'll never talk about the website. They'll always use the word the dot com, and it's infuriating. No (laughs) one has ever... Yeah, whenever they refer to the website, they refer to it as the dot-com. And no one ever says that. No one has ever said that about a website in the fucking history of websites. And it is infuriating. And they do it a lot. A lot.
2: I mean, every workplace has their own little patois. Like, for instance, in one of my workplaces, um, I suppose because everyone works on IMAX and has done for a long time, and before that was working on an, or my one of my previous workplaces at any rate, Everyone got into the habit of calling their computers the machine. Um, This machine, that machine, the other machine. And never, you know, people couldn't use the word PC, obviously, because everyone was working on IMAX. Something I carried into several other jobs, and people were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) The pewter. But, yeah, no one has ever called it a .com. I've heard people refer to publication sites as the site. Or putting something online.
0: Yeah, they also do stuff as well. They also do stuff as well, and I don't understand. I don't know how it's 2021 and people that are in Hollywood writing now, and I mean, especially younger people that get into Hollywood, I don't know how any of them don't understand how the internet works. Like, they'll send a tweet out and they'll go, ah, we've had 500,000 retweets. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking? What is, what is this weird world you live in where you have like a fucking 10,000% engagement rate? What the fuck? I like think- they had a whole plot line where they were like, we've hit 2 million subscribers. And then, because they always mention numbers. And I, I can't stand any show that brings up numbers. Because yeah. it's really, I, I, it's just a, that's a pet peeve of mine in general. Like I, I, I think that like if a show mentions money, I tune out. Because what the fuck does that mean? In this, I don't know what anything means in this world. I don't know how much money this character has or doesn't have, or gets paid or doesn't get paid. So, if you say, like, oh, we need a hundred thousand dollars, I don't know if that's a lot or a little. I like, I'm completely out of the loop on what this is supposed to mean. And until you tell me it's a lot or a little, I have no context for this. So, it takes me out entirely. Like, why put a number on it? It's weird and arbitrary. There's but, a there's a sorry, sorry, go on. With the number with the Twitter thing and stuff, they always do stuff like that where they're like, ah, we've run the numbers and. We only had 700,000 comments and it's like stop stop this <laughs> stop stop this now stop putting these numbers on stuff stop <laughs> it
1: There there's a really good joke in the show Good Girls which isn't a good show overall I actually do like that show too. It is terrible, <laughs> but it it does it spoofs one of those things about those numbers having no value, which you mentioned, where they're told like you got to pay your debt or we'll kill you. Oh, how much is it? It's fifty thousand. Oh, that's not that much. That seems fine. And then actually, they really struggle to get together anything close yeah. to fifty thousand dollars because yeah, that's a lot of money. Just not relative to like fucking I don't know Walter White or something.
0: But also, like, but how do you know whether this is supposed to be a lot or a little until they tell you? You know what I mean? That's the yeah. that's the worst part. If someone's a lawyer. You know, in a show and they say like, oh, I need 10 grand. I don't know if this person is broke or poor or has 10 grand or doesn't have 10 grand or what the fuck the deal is until you tell me. And it's infuriating because it's like, why would you put a number on it? Like what? Like, I don't. Why are we doing this? I think they should this?
2: redub shows. I think they should redub shows to localize them based on local purchasing yeah. powers.
0: <laughs> I, I, need, uh, I need one month's rent. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> this, guy, this, this this
2: guy's really fucked.
0: If he needs a month's rent,
2: that's gonna, I, I think that's we... gonna cost you. That's gonna cost you, buddy. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna take at least five hundred euro. Yeah. To, to get that was done. my problem.
0: That, that was my problem with Entourage, and I'll talk about Entourage on a different show because
1: I've recently watched all of Entourage.
0: And uh, I have a I have a lot of feelings on Entourage, but I'll save that for a different podcast. I think it's but very they,
1: clear who chooses what TV is watched in your house based on the shows you've been watching. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you're right.
0: I've I've watched Gossip Girl, Gilmore Girls, and the entirety of Entourage, and now Cougar Town. So yeah, figure it out. I wonder who I wonder who controls the remote. <laughs> figure it out as we go. Yeah, that that's my pet peeve though when it comes to TV. If if they mention uh, if the dialogue. I, I don't care if a story is badly written. I can ignore parts of a story that kind of don't make sense, but if the dialogue
1: is bad, I'm I'm out. I'm out. You've
0: lost me entirely.
1: My pet peeve is one I've mentioned I mentioned earlier, which is when shows know they have an emotional connection to the viewer and just absolutely fucking milk it. Like Annie Michael, like The Office, when you have uh, Steve Carell leaving and they fucking serenade him out, or you have yeah. everyone talking about how awesome each other is and how they all love each other so much. Like I, had to, I didn't watch the last two seasons of Parks and Rec because everyone was achieving their dreams and they all just spent the entire time telling each other they loved each other. They had, two, yeah. they had two characters fight to put some tension in there. So I thought then they could just, so I assumed then they thought they could just have all of the rest of it be a love fest. But it's just yeah. super boring. It's yeah. very fun. You would definitely not like Cougar Town.
0: You <laughs> would like Cougar Town. Like an episode will start and they'll put a problem in front of you, and within the space of fifteen minutes, they've not only solved the problem, but the person is now even better off than he would have been had this problem not occurred in the first place. And it's terrible. It's really. Well, it's. It's really annoying. I stopped annoying. watching
1: Scrubs for that as well. Like part of the reason Scrubs worked is that like the only real relationship that they almost play up to be super super positive is jd and turk and they get away with it because it's almost played to be so positive that it's like ironic that like but then like i taught the one of the I, we can get into scrubs on a different day because i have a lot of opinions on scrubs too because uh, i think there's a lot of stuff
0: scrubs does really well that no one gives a credit for but there's one the the thing that scrubs does really well is that as the show gets older and the characters get older, like, and they start, like, now they're in their, like, you know, their actual adult years. They're not, like, in their mid-twenties starting their, their first do- jobs as doctors. They're now in their mid-thirties. Um, with, you know, now they have wives and there's, like, kids or kids on the way. It then, you know, the the down factor is that, like, someone will get a, an opportunity for a great job, but then, you know, it drags them back down to earth because they can't actually take that job because that means that they're going to be away from their child and they, that you know they have to then make the decision of like hey i have to leave my my great job and this extra money and all of my my friends i get to work with on a day-to-day basis behind because life happens and you know what i mean stuff like that happens a lot and I, i think scrubs does that well and cougar town does not do that well
1: but then again so like again the same again yeah we can talk about scrubs in another episode properly but for example one of the things where scrubs is way too saccharine is that they take kelso and by the end he's just like a teddy bear Whereas actually the reason he was so good or interesting as a character in the first few seasons is because he was like, this guy's legitimately a monster. He's a bastard. Yeah, like, yeah, there's not, yeah. There's, there's like one redeeming scene a season where he's like nice to his son or something. Huh, but like, yeah. he's like a wife abuser. He like, he embezzled yeah. funds. He's terrible. And then the last two seasons, it was just the job made him make tough decisions. He's the same actor
0: plays Courtney Cox's dad in Cougar Town and he's very funny. He's very funny. It basically it's uh, him Could that a hill- not he-
2: also could that not also just be a perspective shift on behalf of the uh, junior interns from their beginnings as hospital doctors in scrubs, where they see things as a little bit more black and white, not knowing the full nuances of things, and then they grow to form a more nuanced perspective of their seniors as time yeah. goes on in their career? So, is so, that I is that, is that not a little meta narrative there, maybe?
1: The it is that at that stage you're justifying it retroactively. Well, it is reverse <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again we can we can talk about
0: this on a different day, but it is it is what you say, Stephen, but it's it they they turn the dial up too much. You know what I mean? Instead of going from a four to a six, they go from a four to a nine. And it you know what I mean? Like they they've played up they do turn it up way too much. But we could talk th- different problem, different day. Stephen, what turns you up? What what's what's a pet peeve of yours when it comes to just like completely taking you out of the moment of a show or a movie? White text. <laughs> okay. like
1: in in subtitles? Or like, like when someone No, you know when
2: them, when they dump a like the crown is awful for this, like because every show, yeah. every one-hour show is its own little fucking tragedy movie vignette thing. Like it's like reading in years you... for the for the British century for, de- for decolonizing colonizing Britain. I watched the one We're... on the, the. I saw the episode of The Crown recently on uh, about the oh, what's the name of the Welsh mining town disaster where all the kids died. Uh, his name escapes you now, but anyway, the whole the whole thrust of the episode is that Liz doesn't show up at the the scene of the accident for however long, and it's seen as the. Aberfan, the boorish indifference of the upper classes and the Labour government is blaming it and blah, blah, blah. And there's this white text at the end that says Liz doesn't, uh, you know, at at the end of the day, Liz sees her delayed reaction to the uh, disaster as being the biggest mistake of her career, blah, 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 goes back every year, all this, that and the other. And you're just like, how much of this was added in after the fact by the crowd? Like, who... Who who needs to be told this message? Was it not already made clear enough that it was a bit... Either, it, either yeah. the show hasn't made clear enough how indifferent she was to begin with and gave her too much credit, or you're just not giving the readers or the listeners or the, the watchers enough credit to figure out what the hell is going on here. Like, we saw yeah, she hesitated yeah. away and half her family went went down first before it happened, and she just remained unmoved. Yeah. My fav- my and then favorite it's all about topic. how she can't, she can't, she can't put her tears, her tears on command or whatever. She just can't
1: face it. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's a very mm. annoying uh, thing that yeah, the historical sh- shows and movies do, where they have like the aftermath mm. white text. And you know, it's really authentic mm. when it comes out of nowhere and adds nothing to the story like in any of, like I think it was Pride or one of those where they have the main character, just the white text afterwards has died of AIDS in 1992 or something where it, it's not narratively relevant and that makes it more authentic. Whereas when they try to put it in, like in The Crown or something, it's basically just saying, we didn't write this episode good enough. So we're just trying to yeah. put in extra information. This is to save you
2: looking it up on Wikipedia afterwards.
1: And also they do that a lot for
0: for movies that are based on true stories where mm. they'll tell the entire story and then... After the ending, the actual ending is a big fucking bunch of text to say like, "Oh, and then Mary went home, and you know she had a good life, and now she's married and has three kids and a dog." And it's like, why did you put this up? You know what I mean? Like, what? I this stop this. It's a fucking why movie. Leave,
2: why not leave it a mystery? I mean, it makes me more invested in the characters to know they maybe maybe wondering whatever happened next to them.
1: But if also, you, if you if, feel, if you
2: feel your your film wasn't enough to tell the stories of those characters effectively. Or that you're doing them a disservice by not telling their further stories, then maybe you've made the wrong film.
0: Maybe. Exactly, you've wrote it wrong. I mean, Titanic yeah. did it. Yeah. Titanic shows you the aftermath, you know, in the same time mm. as showing you the tragedy. So, I mean, mm. if you really want to show the aftermath, you could show it if you want. But also, if you're telling me that it's not that interesting to show, then why is it that interesting to put a fucking wall of text up?
2: Why not just do it? Why not just give us like further a couple of examples of further reading, like this book was based on, this film was based on such and such a book, or you should read somebody's research on this or watch this other film. Like,
1: I well, want a so historical
2: what, film with footnotes. If you like this, watch this.
0: Well, so that's what a press tour is for, you know what I mean? You, know, <laughs> you, you sell me on it in the press tour. I don't need to read it at the end of the fucking film. Get out of here. Um, and also, uh, for the love of God, if you're, if people are going to keep doing sex scenes, can they like have sex first? Because... I don't think I've ever seen a good sex scene in
1: literally fucking anything I've ever watched, ever. The um the one in R. Not orange is the new blue. Blue is the warmest color. Was very good. Was very um authentic feeling. Like blue is one of
3: one of the
0: worst. uh, One of the worst um examples of this is how uh when Seth Rogen has sex with anyone in a film because (laughs) first of all who wants to have sex with Seth Rogen? Secondly, Seth Rogen like you know, pokes his dick out of the front of his boxers and she's already coming. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except for it's muffled because his dick does it too. That's the sound his dick makes when he comes. So
2: <laughs> well, what I find strangest is that like so many people leave their jocks and boxers and lingerie on but their socks are off at that point. That is has never like- my experience.
0: Also, my favorite part is when uh, they have sex and they're clearly supposed to be naked and then 10 seconds later it cuts to after sex and they very clearly are wearing a bra and underwear and so is the guy's also wearing underwear and it's like, oh, sorry. It was this, did you like, flip over and grab your knickers again after, after the sex? or like, what, How did we get to
1: dressed again? Are the, you know L what L-shaped, mean? the L-shaped uh, duvet. So it's <laughs> yeah. up, up to her neck and up to his uh, waist. I don't even mind that too much. I just think it's really silly
0: where it's like, you know, they're clearly supposed to be naked in one scene and what's supposed to be minutes later, they're, they very clearly have clothes on. And it's like, all right, sure, why not? Or when, when they're <coughs> having sex and the guy turns around and he's boxers are there, obviously because they don't want to show his cock on the show or they don't have the rating for it, um, but his dick's not out. And it's like, did you suck it in? <laughs> did you suck it back through the fucking hole? Like, what happened here? How did they not catch you with your fucking dick out? I you know, I don't know. It's a mystery. Anyway, this has been Morning Brew episode twelve. <laughs> if you this,
2: We're gonna do a sex follow. scene in our next episode. <laughs> if you want <laughs> Are we gonna do unlucky wanna... episode number thirteen? Or are we gonna skip it? Uh,
0: I'm a I'm a I'm a friend of no ghost. <laughs> that's a that's a Star Wars reference for any of you guys out there that likes movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Star Wars reference. <laughs> So it's Darth Vader right yeah, yeah Darth Vader love it that's been episode 12 uh, <laughs> if you want to follow us you can follow, uh, you can follow us at Media Suplex on Twitter I've been Adam Sharon you can follow me at Swaggergills. I'm Daniel
1: Persson, you can Stephen find
0: on
2: Twitter <laughs> not this again
3: every fucking
2: time I'm pretty sure I was halfway through speaking when you started which one of us does that make more
1: delayed in that case Oh, podcast question of the week. Who's in the mm-hmm. wrong, Steven or Dan? Anyway, you can you find out ahead, who Tom. I am on, on the bin. You can find out who I am on our bin in Steven's screenshot.
0: I, fucking, I think we're nuts to not do it. We, I think we need to put a poll up. I think we need to put a poll up to see if we should do it.
2: We're going to pay for ads on that as well? Hi-oh, no.
0: we just, we need street put furniture.
2: It's a street furniture. Oh.
0: We'll put the poll on the bin, and then if people say yes, we'll put our actual ad on the other side of the bin all right cool 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 we're making this happen we're making this happen
2: if you want to follow me on twitter you can join you can join the 1700 people because i finally cracked after uh, 12 years on twitter i oh, have when did i join twitter 2008 2000, no more like 2012 uh, i finally cracked positive followers more followers than i actually follow so uh, it, it, it follows it follows a series of viral tweets and also going on the radio um, if you if you if you if you uh, if you want to follow me, please join the numbers. Let's get it up to two thousand, babe. Let's go. Okay. Goodbye, guys.